0: friends from far away podcasting presents ill will ill will is a horror anthology podcast written and directed by keegan Vanderwicken. ill will may contain themes and topics not suitable for all audiences listener discretion is advised Well, I was unable to decipher the runes. The language truly is incomprehensible. I don't know. I also realized it was a letter my mother wrote, and in my entire life, I have never seen a letter sent or received via mail or the post office to or from this address. I do know that my mother had a wax sealing kit somewhere, and if I were a gambler, I would bet that the impression on the wax seal has a rune for sending things where they need to be. And given the, uh, state of the home, I now have yet more motivation to organize everything, knocking out two birds with one stone. I hope to catalog any haunted, cursed, or hexed items, sharpen my skills along the way, and With any hope, I might find her wax kit. With that in mind, let's get to it. Alright, first item that stood out to me here was these old snakeskin boots. Now, how did Samuel say to do it? Alright, that's right. Who did these belong to? Bill is fairly known in the rodeo industry for inventing the method of steer wrestling that included leaping from your horse in order to grapple a bull by the horns and pull it to the ground. With the aid of these boots, Bill's career had no choice but to succeed. They are indeed imbued with power, though they are imbued with a curse as well. The nature of the curse appears to be twofold. The first is brightly illuminated to me now, as a promise to give the wearer strength of Herculean proportions. As alluring at the effects of this are, there's a second and more subtle curse. Upon death, those that place on these boots shall find themselves owed and belonging to... (laughs) Belonging to... Uh, I cannot see. It's unclear what or who gets claim to the souls of these boots, though I will note that these have held many souls. (laughs) perhaps within the souls themselves. The boots now remain empty with only the curses lingering on. Is there anybody around who would like to speak to me about your experience with these boots? Right, well, as no victims of these boots step forward, I think it's safe to assume that whatever took these souls is a form of higher being, with my best guess that Bill originally made a deal with them for power, and upon his death, which seemingly was untimely, was the result of being kicked in the head by a Bronco. Wait, how did I… um, right, well, the shoes were likely removed in the morgue and subsequently resold at some point, likely to some cowboy paraphernalia collector that foolishly put them on and thus they changed feet from a state to a state until someone brought them to my mother for help. Either way, the danger within them are contained and of no effect so long as no one wears them. I'm gonna look into filling them with cement. (laughs) Thinking about it, I may need to invest in clearing a part of the yard away for my own concrete cemetery for many of the items I'm probably gonna find here. Either way, what's next? Okay, so, what are you? A liquid that gives promises of improving one's ability to function in social settings. Incredibly addictive to the point that your life is consumed with the need to ingest only this substance. Points of origin indicates the work of the Green Fairy herself. And I do see Michael brought this home for my mother, Seal. Looks like I won't be able to remove this for long, as the new locked point it will return to is the bookshelf that I just picked it up from. Wonderful. With that said, does anyone know about this bottle? Green, sealed with the red wax, and a rune? Ah, excellent. Please share when you are ready, then. though the label is well-worn now, I remember the name The Liquid Within, Ambrosia. One sip, and it brought immense happiness, comfort, and swagger. Though as I am dead, and my girlfriend is not, I guess you can see that I was not exactly harmless. It started when we moved to our new home in the suburbs of Chicago. My girlfriend and I were remodeling the old home, and it finally got into the basement. took sledgehammers to the old busted boiler in order to make room for our new ambitions. As we were swinging, I missed, lost grip of the hammer, and it flew across the basement and stuck firmly into the wall. Laughing as I went to retrieve the tool, I discovered that I had inadvertently hit a section of the wall that was hollow. There was a hidden room in this basement. It looked like someone had taken the time to not only construct a cask of a style wall, but to also repaint and seal it up to match the rest of the basement. Digging out the wall inside of the boiler, we found a whole wine cellar, empty of all but a single bottle, the same green bottle in front of you. Being new to the city with nothing but our home to worry about for the next few weeks, we decided to open it and have ourselves a little toast. I popped the wax seal and poured both of us a tall flut of glass of the bright green liquid. It tasted like honey and of the most refreshing spring water, and as the taste swept over my tongue, I found myself pouring more drinks throughout the rest of the day. It made us completely ditzy, and within three glasses we had become lost in the sauce. We woke up the next day with incredibly strong hangovers. As I finally left the bedroom to make us breakfast, I was surprised that I found this same bottle again, sealed and full to the brim with liquid. I stored it above the stove, and life continued. The bacon and eggs helped sober us up. And as we went to the basement to continue our renovations, we found the work had already been done. Clearly, we both had been confused, but quickly left it off, as we must have done it while inebriated. We continued the renovations on the Fixer Upper, and soon found ourselves on the next project, retiling the kitchen. As we were doing so, the bottle fell out of the cupboard, and it clattered on the floor. My girlfriend picked it up, and we found ourselves sharing another bottle. We drank, and as we unpacked and remodeled the home, we found that life would improve as we ingested Ambrosia. I remember one morning, I woke up and checked my email, and saw I had evidently applied to another company while under the influence, and somehow I had not only applied, but evidently interviewed and been accepted for a corporate position in town, and from what I could see, it was a whole 5k more than what I was going to be making at the office I was currently working at. I did the smart thing, I quit my job, and started working in the city. I didn't even realize something may be wrong. Away from the home, I felt myself craving ambrosia. Even then, I knew it was a dependency, and even now, I feel the draw to ingest it for myself. I missed the confidence it gave me, and found myself investing in a small hip flask. I hid this habit from my girl, but soon found that I was able to work and drink, and when I did, I flourished for the company. Who knew that corporate life at Norm Mart's could be so beneficial? As I drank, I excelled. I got raises and bonuses, and soon found myself moved from merely an associate to a floor supervisor. While my work life flourished, my home life began to fall apart. I didn't realize it at the time, but when you drink ambrosia, you are not yourself. My girlfriend was the first one to notice. It started when we fought over the fact that I had not been eating. From my perspective, it was a waste of time and not needed. I was doing better without breakfast or lunch slowing me down. And dinner, why, I always gave you the excuse that I was simply eating at work. Which was true enough, though to what extent, I had no idea. Then the truth came out as she searched my coat after work. She of course found the flask. One whiff and she knew exactly what was inside, without even needing to taste the liquid. That night, she left angry, and she said she would not be coming back. Imagine my surprise when she did return, and notably, not alone. The goth towered over me, and they silently got to work, systematically searching the whole house. Eventually, they did find the bottle, and upon grabbing it, asked for permission to take it. She gave it, and he left. As quickly as he had entered our home, he was gone. And as he left with the ambrosia, he began to suffer the headache of all headaches, as I began the process of sobering up. As I did, I began to remember the past few months. I realized my persona for work had taken a whole life of its own. I realized I had indeed gone to company dinners, though the manner of them was grim. I was having an affair with my boss in order to secure my position with Normart. I called out of work to recover. To put this chapter of our life behind us, I decided one last home project was in order, And I sealed up the wine cellar. I broke off the affair, and I began cooking for us again. As life continued, I felt the constant pull of the bottle. The want to be happy constantly. Eventually, the truth was revealed about the affair. And it didn't matter that I had stopped. And overall, I agree. She was right to leave me. She stormed out of the house, and I never heard from her again. You want to know the worst part? I can't remember her name. I loved her, and I was planning to spend the rest of my life with her, but I can't remember her name. I went to a bar to drink my sorrows away. I found myself stumbling away from the bar and down into my basement, held a braille bar in my hand, and began to tear down the wall hiding the wine cellar behind it. In the sealed room, impossibly, was a single sealed bottle again. I grabbed it and drank and was happy once more. I was happy and content to stay in my home. I remembered when I got a visitor. It was the last person I ever saw. He took the bottle from me easily, and when I asked for another glass, he said I would find it in the basement. It never even occurred to me to turn around. The next thing I knew, I was dead and unable to taste ambrosia again. Ugh. Ugh. I'm sorry, um, strange, um, I can remember, well, I am aware of the story I just shared and I think that I'm going to put this bottle of god elixir away. The, um, cravings of the liquid are strong and I myself am starting to feel its pull, though it is subsiding. Um, right. Right. Okay, an ice scraper, tell me what you do. This ice scraper is imbued with invisible markings that force whoever is clearing their windshield to subconsciously write runes. These runes then cause the vehicle to malfunction and the driver to careen uncontrollably on the road. Paired with the intended time of year, this item is typically used Clearly, someone had a specific target, and this particular ice scraper passed hands, claiming many innocent victims. Hmm. Nothing specific. Who made you? Right! Moving on, we have a, um, Ouija board. As far as I know from what Mother told us, this type of magic is entirely fabricated. So with that in mind... What do you do? (laughs) Uh, Right, so... This piece of cardboard had a minor curse placed on it, allowing whoever uses it to be able to get answers from BEYOND THE GRAVE. In reality, it will automatically spell out vulgarities for whoever uses it. Entirely harmless, but a great gag nonetheless. What are you doing? Oh! Hang on. Is that... Oh, it is! Thank you. Um... Wheat.